Black Men Cry Too is an invitation for men of color to feel safe to share their truth and unpack their hurt. This space was created for black men to feel empowered and know it's okay that they can cry too. Support for Black Men Cry Too comes from NYC's Heritage of Pride. Thank you so much, NYC Pride, for selecting us for your give back so we can encourage Black men to know that it's okay, that they can cry too. Another dope sponsor we have for this season of Black Men Cry Too is Black-owned Scotch Porter. Fellas, if you want the best products for grooming and wellness, head over to blackmencry2.com and follow the affiliate link for special inventory and special discounts. Let's not forget our special partner for this season, Happy Cork, where you can not only get the best wine and spirits, but you can get the best Black-owned wine and spirits with this Black-owned wine and spirits store in the heart of Brooklyn. Head over to happy-cork.com and let them know Black Men Cry 2 sent you. On this special episode of Black Men Cry 2, I get to sit down with my own artist. What's up, Alexander? What's up? How you doing? Let's kick it off with a cheers. Cheers. <sighs> Great. Mm, now that we're all warm and toasty, let me ask you this. Have you ever studied abroad? I have. <laughs> <laughs> and where did you study abroad? I studied abroad in Spain, Barcelona. And how old were you when you studied abroad? I was 21. Yeah. And what was that experience like for you? Uh, it was good. I was basically mind blown. You know, I was able to travel around because I had the Euro Rail Pass. So tip to anybody who studies abroad or even travels abroad. Get the Euro Rail Pass because it's super convenient to Excellent. be able to go from country to country. Um, so it was a blessing. It was an amazing experience. So I asked those questions, of course, because I'm going to ask more questions about Card Noir, which is your brand based around supporting young Black youth to study abroad. Um, being as someone who has studied abroad also as well and seeing how that shaped my life and shaped you know what I have interest in and my curiosity when I studied abroad, I was blessed to go with my best friend. And in doing so, we were the only two black girls that went for our entire year. Mm -hmm. When we ran into other schools, we probably met maybe one in every other school. And by the time we finished studying abroad, we made probably three to four black friends after being six months in a complete different country. Right. What was your experience like when you were studying abroad? Do you remember seeing that many black people when you were there, black kids? Um, in general, no. You know, I feel like that's what really inspired the brand Card Noir. That's what we're about is trying to give that back to more kids that are like you and I that don't typically get those opportunities. And um, when I got there, I was alone, you know, as far as not knowing anyone and Quickly, me and all the other, you know, young black <laughs> individuals kind of clicked up and became lifelong friends for the most part. So, you know, it was like and then my business partner, who I also met out there. Um, so, yeah, no, we don't typically get those shots. And 
you know, it's all about trying to come back and spread um, our experiences, you know, in different ways. And, and you doing your podcast, I'm sure you apply things that you learn just from, you know, having that freedom to like uh, just even think outside the box and like think about different ways to approach like how you wanted to move forward in your life and how you wanted to approach your career. So I think that, you know, it's really dope for, for everybody to travel. Like that's really what mm -hmm. Card Noir is, is it, it's a travel brand. Um, so it's more than study abroad is really like the thing that made it happen. And now we're using this to try to give that to more people, as I said, but it's a travel brand first and foremost. And so anybody who is about travel or feels like they gain something from travel, you know, they could find a home with our brand for sure. Why do you think, so two part, why do you think traveling is important and why do you think it's important for black people to travel more? I think traveling is important because in general, you just are able to see things uh, from a different perspective. When you meet different people, you're able to see how different cultures move, different places. Um, you really just are adding to your own experience and your own you know, wealth and knowledge. Um, so I feel like it's about growth, you know? Um, but yeah, I think specifically for black people, we uh, typically don't get the same kinds of opportunities as um, the majority, you know, the white people. <laughs> so, thing thing. Yeah, you know, so for the most part, you know, also there's white people who don't get opportunities and things like that. So we're not going to take away from that. But at the same time. And we can we acknowledge know, and say that. Yeah, we can acknowledge Crazy. that. We can acknowledge that. But at the same time, it's unfair how things have gone for us, um, especially in America. And so. I think that it's really important for us to talk about these things at minimum, you feel me? And then basically from there, try to um, get people to step outside of their comfort zones, help black parents feel more comfortable with sending their kids to places that they're not going to be able to, to see or see the value in putting money down, which we don't typically have at the same level as, um, you know, some of our counterparts. So. I feel like this is all, <laughs> oh shit, got the Henny pot. <laughs> <laughs> but these are all things that um, we really want to bring to the forefront of the conversation. So, Why do you think that Black parents are typically afraid to send their children to study abroad? I think it just comes from us having a lack of experience in studying abroad. And so many things are passed down mm -hmm. generationally. So whether it be like fears or money or opportunities or perspective like a lot of those things we just don't have so it takes um courage on your on the part of your parents you know what i mean to believe that they can send a young black american to another country where we're really looked at uh probably unfairly in most scenarios not just here in america but because of the way that we're painted because of yeah the way that they they portray us in the media and all these things so um, it's about fighting those stereotypes even within ourselves to believe mm. that like, yo, my kid is going to be fine and they're going to, you know, have a great experience and they're going to have a good time and they're going to prove people wrong on in another country. You know what I mean? And show them that we don't have to be there because we're on a basketball team. You know what I mean? Or whatever, whatever they might think. 
which I'm sure you got too. Yeah, exactly. Like when you're there, they they often think like you must be a celebrity if somebody you can afford to be because why? How, how else would you be here? And so just even breaking that stereotype, even when you just have conversations with people about why you're there, is powerful. Have you ever run into a situation or experience like that when you were studying abroad where someone was very prejudiced or openly racist towards you? Yeah, we had all kinds of situations. Um, and with all that being said, I still recommend people to go, you know, and it's because if you trust your kids and you know that they can handle themselves and you trust the work that you put in as a parent, mm-hmm. your kids are going to really be able to to make it through those those trying moments where people test them and things like that. It's probably no different than what you get over here. It's just a different culture so that they don't understand um, or their understanding is a little bit flawed. So, you know, it's just about changing minds. Do you feel like you have a stronger opportunity or had a stronger opportunity when you were studying abroad to sort of educate? Because I like how you said you have to change their minds and they may not just be aware. To me, it felt like when I was there for the prejudice, it's like no one ever had the opportunity to actually teach you, but you're coming across very inquisitive, but in like inquisitively wrong with what you're saying or doing. And it's like, this is a learning opportunity for you. And it seems like they're thirsty to learn in a sense like, oh, okay, I didn't know that. Tell me more than that. Do you feel like we have a better opportunity actually teaching in Europe or um, Spain over here in America where it's just like, nope, I'm blinded. It's just, I choose racism. Today is racism. Tomorrow's racism. And yesterday was racism as well. Yeah, I think like, I mean, in both situations, it's an opportunity to teach, but I think in some ways in other countries, they're more willing to learn um, because it's not as potent like that Mm. racism, you know, and that um, it's deep seated in America. There's so much history here, like as far as why they why things are the way they are. um, I think in those other countries and in, you know, when you're talking to foreigners, they are more. ignorant not so much by choice as maybe it is in america i like that it's not technically by choice that was a really good one what resources do you feel like hold black people back from being able black people black students back from being able to study abroad um i think for starters money you know and so what we're trying to do is take part of the proceeds with everything that we sell I'm not trying to do that is what we do. And so we're taking part of the proceeds with everything we sell and donating it to IES Abroad, which is an organization based out of Chicago. They're one of the few organizations that actually have specific scholarships for minorities. Um, So that's who we work with right now. We have calls with their advancement team. Um, And so we plan to go to Chicago and and work more um, in-depthly with them. Um, And also just, you know, really get involved with the kids until eventually one day we can have our own scholarships and our own programs running, um, you know, without necessarily having to go through third parties. So my next question is going to be when you think about college and you think about our generation and the fight we have with the fact that we went to college due to student loans, (laughs) Sally Mae, Fed loan, get off our line. We don't know what Biden's doing with them damn Fed loans. Uh, yeah. And now we're seeing more generations actually pushing back from the idea of going to college. 
How do you think that may hinder or help with students and the idea of study abroad programs? Like, um, since it's not being done in a school, kids would have to either band together or join an organization and things of that matter. Do you feel like the idea of students pulling away from going to college can sort of change in a negative or positive way in the concept of traveling? Uh, I think that, well, for starters, there are programs that you you can go into without needing to necessarily be enrolled in school and you can still take classes abroad and still learn. So you can still get those experiences without necessarily having to do it through your college um, per se. But I do agree with you. I also think that um, things will change, you know, and things are changing right now really quickly. And there's a lot of things up in the air and like, you know, there's travel is up in the air in some ways, just as far as like, you know, the pandemic and all these things. But I do feel like the, the ship will write in itself, you know what I mean? And like things will start to get back to normal to some degree. And hopefully school will become more accessible to people of color. And again, you know, we're really big on just um, getting people to travel in general. So whether it's, you know, through a school or not, we're just about you taking that that leap to just like explore the world and blow your own mind. You feel me? And come back and then and then spread the good word and and give it to more people. Your experience and and just the things that you gain from going from place to place. Like last year, I doing I do music as well, um, but I was able to go back and forth to my home state, California, like six times, which is probably the most that I've ever been able to go back and forth and really, um, you know, embody the bi-coastal energy that I, that I really go for. Um, and even that, you know, just landing every time I land, I feel like I get a burst of energy. Like when I'm there, I'm like, all right, bet I'm about to get to it over here. I'm in LA. It's time to do this and that. And then it's also when I'm ready to leave, I'm like, when I go back home, I'm about to get to this and that. And so it just is like the movement, you know, being able to move around and, and do different things. It gives you life. It gives you that like. Like a burst of creativity and almost like a push for motivation. hmm 100%. What would you say is, has shaped you the most from being able to start traveling at a younger age and have that solid experience? of living in a different country, being emerged in someone else's culture? Mm-hmm. Um, man, I, I mean, I guess I owe that to my mom and my my father. But yeah, they really gave me the opportunity. They gave me the bug in my ear to like want to see more and want to do more. And so I think that without without that, I wouldn't feel this way. And then without having agreed to do it and taking that leap, I wouldn't feel as strongly as I do about it. So I think I owe that to, you know, the people around me, people that raised me. And yeah, yeah. Shout out to black families. (laughs) We still raise kings and queens on this side. Oh yeah. How do you think it shaped who you are as a person today though? Like, do you think those experiences being traveling and living have helped you in this aspect of your life or this element? Um, Communication, navigation, like, you know, I feel like I could get dropped in a place I don't know and I don't know anybody and I don't speak the language and probably make my way just because I've been in similar situations. Mm -hmm. You know, I've had that experience and- The literal figure it out. Like, can you imagine the fact that 
technology is so much more advanced now than when it was when we studied abroad and yeah. we still found a way to make it work. Like For real. playing it back, I'm like, there's no way in hell I could do it today. Yeah, like no, no phone. Like I was using Barely. McDonald's as right. like we would call it the McEmbassy. Cause it was literally like they have Wi-Fi, so it's like I'm going <laughs> that, to. I wish we had that. <laughs> I'm going to McDonald's and I'm gonna jump on the Wi-Fi. That's the only way that I could communicate. Call my mom real quick, like, yeah. yeah, I made it. We good for real. So you know, it's it's about yeah, you have to figure it out. You know what I mean? And that's a very powerful Lesson. thing. That's why in 300 they throw the kid off the cliff, and it's like hmm. I don't want to learn that hard. Throw back to a movie, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> like that's why it's like you know you gotta sink or swim. You feel me? And that's an important. Um, lesson, life lesson to learn and to experience. New York is very much about that too. So the culture pot. Yeah, if it, you can make it here, you know, <laughs> you can almost make it everywhere. Though it's interesting that you said like you can adapt. It's almost like the adaption to any like environment that you're in. And my time of knowing you, I see your circle and how comfortable you feel approaching anyone from any background, any culture, or finding a way to have some for form of connection while still being authentically you. And that's like very powerful to see as a black man feeling comfortable. Like, yeah, this Albanian guy is my nigga and I'm gonna call him my nigga. Like that's the <laughs> motherfucking homie. Like that's my homie. I chill with him and I'm confident and proud enough to be like, yeah, I'm kicking it with them or I'm kicking it with this other set of group of friends. Like you have such a diverse environment and community around you that is beautiful to like witness and be a part of as your friend. But it's interesting to see if the correlation does come from traveling and like having that opportunity to understand and see another culture. Like I can learn you, I can respect you. And yeah, we can be different, but we're still kind of the same. We're yeah. humans. No, definitely. Like traveling adds to that level of comfort, comfortability that I think you, you're referencing. You know what I mean? And that's what you see is like, I'm comfortable with starting conversations and I, it's like a no fear thing. You know what I mean? Like uh, my mom always says, all they could tell you is no. Like that's like probably one of her main quotes that I live by. Cause yeah, as you know, I'm very bold sometimes. Very. <laughs> like I'm very yeah, even bold. Even on times where you're like, oh, I just wanted to be low key today. <laughs> Go ahead, you figure it out. We got the discount, cool. Yeah, so I think it's just like having that that feeling that literally Fearless living almost. by that yeah just like all they could tell me is no i'll go into you know into a store and i might ask for a discount from the clerk you know and honestly you on your family and friends yeah you're gonna give me you that really ask questions like that yeah you're gonna it. give me that family and friends and that's because it's like if they say yes i just got 15 percent. and if they say no then i'm paying I'm what i would have paid so yeah. that's my mentality you know what i mean and it's just kind of like go for it go get it like there's only one way and it's non-stop so you know it's just a hustler's a hustler's grind <laughs> that's what we do so like how before we were talking about how the resources is usually the major factor that also holds black people um from traveling or even looking at the option or the possibility of studying abroad it's almost like they cancel it out in their head um, but in a sense, it's almost like changing your mindset around traveling and how it is affordable and it is obtainable if you're like taught that proper way. And within our community, the reason why we don't have resources is because no one wants to share wealth with us in any aspect. So even knowledge is wealth mm -hmm. and they hold that from us. So within Card Noir, is it also 
educating students on financing in a sense and understanding how you can change your finances or look at your finances to be able to afford these experiences and these experiences are going to shape who you are today and change your perspective and help more people think more openly. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. It's a hundred percent about that's part of our, part of what that logo even is about. So, you know, we have, we call this a tricon. And so it's about sharing a wealth of experiences, sharing knowledge. That's what the card is. Um, Black excellence, African-American express, you know what I'm saying? Oh, um, I love that. (laughs) Then we have, excuse me, we have the, the globe. The globe is like study abroad, you know, exploring the world. And then the, the spade, the way the spade, that's just sharing game. That's just like building your craft, your skill. You know what I mean? So we're all about um, building up that courage and that confidence and that wealth of knowledge and then sharing it with everybody else. Um, So that's the goal. You know, we want to send as many black kids as we can around the world and then like literally have them come back like me and you and then just like go do dope shit. So that's 100 percent what we're about. (laughs) Changing the narrative. For sure. Like it. it starts with us, you know. So that so. part, you gotta pay it back to pay, pay it forward to pay it back, pay it back to pay it forward. Mm-hmm. You gotta pay both ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what you gotta do. You gotta both ways. You gotta pay both ways. Like a bisexual. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Wait. wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, to close it out, my last two favorite questions, and this is also my favorite question to everyone that's in the music industry that comes on: name three songs you listen to to get you in and out of any mood that you're in. Um, can I name, can I do albums? Yeah. Okay. Cause there's a little more like what I actually do. That's fair. I think only maybe two people have ever done albums. Um, I definitely got to say Marvin Gaye's What's Going On. Y'all always catch me. I be so, okay. That's, don't be expecting it. I love it. Go ahead. <laughs> that album to me is just so good in like every way. It's timeless and it's so relevant. Like Y'all every day. By your mamas for real. Um, so that album, Baduism, one of my favorite albums. I can put that on in like any time and listen to it all the way through. And I'm like, I, just love the, I need it. The drums. Anytime the drums come in in any song. And then... Um, the Black Star album is another one. Okay. Um, Talib Kweli and Most Deaf, Black Star. That album really shaped my perspective on music in some ways. Um, it's just some. It's just one of my favorite albums. Probably my favorite hip hop album. And then uh, if I got to throw one more, I gotta say the Black Album. <laughs> I was waiting. For I gotta it. say the black album, you know. I think I'm gonna play this back and see how many episodes y'all didn't name anything that had to do with Jay Z. That's just what I'm gonna do. Jay's mm-hmm. all of our godfathers. I can yeah. see that. Yeah, Apparently like, he raised all you niggas. He but. really did, you know. And big shout out to that that man. And I can't wait to meet him. Mm, I like that. <laughs> and then lastly, what would you tell a young black man today that you wish you were told? Follow your dreams only. Don't 
don't do anything besides follow your dreams. I wish I would have followed my dreams more quickly. Um, but I know that everything happens as it should. That's so. <laughs> As always, you can tune in. Well, thank you. Thank you, first off, for sitting down with us. That was rude. I got manners. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers again. Oh, jeez. The Henny. Uh. Henny thing's possible. Uh. Only temporarily because Uncle Norris has, <laughs> Uncle Nears has their little bottle shortage. <laughs> black brands only, okay? Thanks. We support black on this side. And with supporting black, we need a black Henny. What's the black Henny? Uncle Nearest. Thank you. I didn't know that. I literally just said that. Where That's all I drink. Oh, where? See, I didn't even yeah. know you. Okay. That's all I fucking drink. For real? Yeah. All right, babe. I'm on it now. You wanna, come all on. Right. You want to catch up with this little black all excellence. Right. Black excellence. Uncle black Nears, only. I'm on my way. <laughs> Hopefully, y'all got some bottles for us as we're on our way because we've been waiting. But whatever. Yeah. Yeah. This as be, always, you can support Black <laughs> with Car Noir as well as Black Men Cry Too. T-O-O, and we thank you again for tuning in. Love.